Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. Mr. Harris, as we do this podcast, a few things have changed. One, we're on holiday. Yes. So if the listeners out there think they've got more gas than they normally have, that's the reason why. because we've had a couple of days rest. <laughs> and secondly, the Moana Pacifica game is currently playing against yes, the Hurricanes. correct. I changed my... Um, Super Brew score down last to, minute to fifteen points from twenty five or something like that, and um, I'm paying the price right now. But I'll get the win. I'll get. You'll the win. get a point. I'll get a point. Yeah, which is all right though, isn't it? Has it been a good weekend of rugby? Yes. Well, if you're the Hurricanes, you'd say no. But it was a good game of rugby, the Crusaders Hurricanes. Yeah, it close. The Blues. Overturned wow. the Chiefs. Overturned them? Well, yeah. They Chief. bent them over their knee and gave them a bit of a spanking, mate. <laughs> oh, did they? <laughs> I'm into that. You know. <laughs> and uh, what else? We've got the Rebels getting over the force as well. So it was, a, it was a sort of, you know, we weren't expecting some of those things to happen. So it's been an interesting weekend rugby, that's for sure. But before we go any further, sir, we have to go through some messages from our supporters, our wonderful supporters. Do you know who hasn't sent a message? And I'm uh, I'm a bit yeah. disappointed here. Yeah, Willow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get to that. No. Oh, are you? Oh, no. <laughs> Do you want to read the first one? Yes, I will. Damo and Toby, he's got it wrong. No, he's uh, got it right, man. So this is from Simon. Um, thanks for answering my, answering my question on the pod last week. I had a good laugh at Toby saying, I want the best kicker. Great insight. <laughs> <laughs> this, is why, this is why you listen, Simon. You get the best stuff, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. He certainly does from Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I want the best kicker. Whoa, why, why is everyone hating me so much? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> for a one-off kick... I feel strangely compelled to choose Quade Cooper. Yeah, I, I get this, but this is possibly because last year when he came back, you know, he he dealt with the pressure so well. I think he spoke to Sonny Bill. Yeah, I feel like his yarn with Sonny Bill worked wonders mm. for these kind of scenarios. I feel like the best kicker overall might be Geordie. I know you hate him. 
Cheers we, again. Listen, Keep up the good listen, work. Simon we, don't, Simon. we don't hate. Hate's a strong word. Yeah. We strongly dislike. We strongly hate. <laughs> <laughs> now, I kind of get what he's saying about Geordie because name another kicker in the world that can that can kick consistently from distance and be, you know, like most teams have two kickers, don't they? Someone yeah. that goes from in front yes. and, and, you know, close in. And then they and have then some long range dude that plus. comes up. Yeah, but Geordie does it all, so I kind of get what he's saying. Yeah, but yeah, but is he good? Yeah, he is a good. He kicker. is good kicker. Is. You're right. The thing that always gets me about Geordie is when you you know when they show that, that that shot from a distance, and every kick is like over over the sticks, like like I mean like over the top of the sticks. Yeah. Absolute rockets. He's got a big toe. Eh? He's got a big toe. Yeah. Um. Next one is from the Razzler, the Dazzler. Wow. And Shock. actually, if you look at the bottom, he actually puts the Razzler, full stop, the Dazzler. Where am, where am I looking? Hey, fellas. Can oh, you see that? Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the bottom of it. The Razzler. Basically, the what he's pulling you, us up on, because the Razzler, the Dazzler, likes to pull us up on everything we get wrong, which is great. Keeps me honest. Keeps you honest. I'm not an honest person. No, you're not. But he, he tries his hardest. Um, He said, listen... He hasn't booked his flights to New Zealand to watch the match, the double header that he normally does. Okay. He's actually gone and booked three days at Amy Park in Melbourne. They're doing the, the oh yeah, the Friday, the, the Saturday, games the that Sunday. He's watching? Those are all the games that he's watching. Wow! But, but listen to this: it's twenty nine dollars a day. I mean, how what? good a value is that? That is really good. So on the Friday, you get two games, the Chiefs versus the Waratahs, Moana Pacifica versus the Western Force. That's so he's like paying $87 for three days of watching six games of rugby. That's good maths from you. Can I just say that? Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. And that's dollars. In pounds, it's like a fiver. Yeah. Well, it's actually twenty nine ninety nine, so it's not <laughs> great maths. I didn't see the ninety nine. <laughs> he basically ninety pounds, isn't he? Yes, basically ninety it's eighty nine pounds uh, dollars and ninety seven cents. Yes, it's brilliant, brilliant. So uh, he's pulled us up on that. Yeah. He also then goes on to talk about Geordie in a different email. Right. Oh, saying, he does. I've and seen we this. brought this up last week. Saying that, um, you know, what what an idiot, basically. Saying that, you know, Geordie has the 15 jump so on. So back. and on. Yeah. And he goes and decides he wants to play at 12. It's because the, we've got no one at 12. <laughs> it's because he wants to play. He's always he's always wanted to play at 12. And he's probably seen Rico Ioani sort of flex his muscles and say, I want to play at 13. So he's going to do the same. But... I just think there's there's a bigger picture that he, he needs to be a part of. And maybe he is going to be part of that. I don't know. But at the moment, it looks a little bit selfish to me that he wants to play at 12. And is he making the Hurricanes play? We don't know, do we? We don't know much, mate. That's why we honest. hate him, because he's selfish. <laughs> TikTok. Yes. We had a few people uh, coming in saying, uh, Toby. Oh, no. Pulling you up on this one. Okay. You don't have to be a 13-year-old girl to be into TikTok. TikTok is universal now. Uh, is it? It's, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a form of, um, what do they call it? Social media of the masses. Right. Yeah, people are emailing and saying they're 40 and they use TikTok regularly. That's sad. Okay. Oh, sorry. sorry. 30s, they're TikTok on okay. a daily basis. Sad. Right. 
the 13 year olds TikTok on a minute basis hourly basis sad but it is definitely one for really yeah okay just not middle-aged people from New Zealand mean <laughs> but has Willow has Willow emailed in yet or have no. we lost a subscriber <laughs> I think you've lost a subscriber <laughs> that's all I've got to say no not at all so it's time for the results why have you got the round eight there what because it is round eight. Oh yeah hang on let me put on the background music now you might be interested to see the, the first one let me just put on the music Mr. Harris. Oh, look at me. I'm not there. God, how have I done that? So I just, it, the news, news hot off the press. Mr. Harris, Toby Harris, the Tobinator, has beaten me for the first time Booyah. in eight rounds. <laughs> Booyah. Where are you? I uh, I was. Oh, you're in the middle somewhere. I was in the middle somewhere, yeah. Don't worry about that. Winter so, yeah, Milan so again. Winter Milan, Leon, Binglington. Yeah. And what? The rib father. The rib father. They were the... And wait, Willow? In fifth? Yeah. It must be that TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll go through the top... Um, I'll go through the top four, eh? Yeah. So, top four. Winter Milan has made a bit of a surge. Yeah. Equal with Jed on 52. Then we've got Damo, yeah, but not boy. the real Damo. Oh. And then Hank the Tank. Ben Affleck has sort of fallen oh, off a cliff here. He has here. fallen off. And he's had another bad week this week as well. Oh, I love you, <laughs> I'm loving bullshit. it, Ben. Hey, and listen, Ben. Listen. You don't win races at the start, mate. That's all I've got to say. And then you're, you're not far off either, bud. I dropped down two places, to Did be you drop down? Yeah, from this week's. Hopefully today might make but a difference. But you're, you're within touch, aren't you? You're only a point off. And then uh, bottom... We've gone Coley the Polo who's had an absolute he shocker. Did, you know what? He, really? How, how does he do so badly? I don't know. He's got one point this weekend. Mm. One point. That's good. And then we've got the Log, Sam Wise, and Weslow. Weslow. And then I'm I'm still I'm in I'm still there. I'm in touch. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> far off. You're in touch with the bottom. Now I'm way off the bottom now. No, you're not way off the bottom. El Capitano. Well, you are way off. Coley the Poley, but I don't think anyone could beat Coley the Poley at the bottom. 18.58. I mean, uh, that's terrible. Yeah, no, but I'm still in touch. Eight I mean, rounds. people are still in touch with me, but I'm still in touch. I'm not far what, off. are you talking about you're in touch with the leaders? No way. I'm way off that. I'm not going to win. Mate, it's time for breaking news. It is indeed. Proudly supported by Super XV. Proudly. Yeah, they're so proud. <laughs> <laughs> so proud they shout from the rooftops about supporting us. Uh, yeah, where you can get everything for rugby news and reviews. You want to go first? Yes, I will, Damien. You put your hand up there, I Mr. did. Well, Harris. I was going to point at you to say I'm going first here. Oh, Mosh. okay. Um, so, you know, I think it might have been a couple of months ago where um, – Mm, the whole yes. debacle with New Zealand women's rugby. Yeah. And uh, I think it was sort of, it came out on the back of when uh, they came over to Europe and got beaten quite handsomely by England, England and, and France. then France. And quite handsomely, records were set. Yes, so got smashed. Yeah. Um, but now New Zealand rugby have apologised to the elite women's players for the way that they were treated 
Yeah. Uh, and the culture that had been sort of set up or, you know, installed into the team by Glenn Moore. Yeah. It goes here to say that, that they kind of took their eye off the ball, basically, and they, they left it to him. Because they've been successful, you know, because New Zealand women's rugby's been successful for a long period of time, they kind of went, oh, well, we must be doing the right things there. So, you know, good news is good news. Or no news is good news kind of thing, yeah. rather than actually going into the setup and going, hey, hang on, because it, it goes on to say, you know, including instances of body shaming, culturally insensitive comments and favoritism. And those are the, that's what sort of came out. Stop talking about this podcast. <laughs> you know, the, the, way, you, to the, way, the way you treat me. All of those Whoa, things. Whoa, hang on. I treat you with I respect. Brought this, I brought this up in our last uh, meeting. Meeting? <laughs> yeah, a board meeting. Me and you. I hate you. I put on, <laughs> put on a formal complaint. No, I'm I'm HR. I'm HR. What are you going to (laughs) do? But yeah, so New Zealand rugby have apologised and I hope going forward that it gets a lot better. You'd hope so. I mean, I think this is not. I would imagine that Eddie Jones, when, if the uh, wheels fall off that cart... Something will come out. Something's going to come out um, about about the way that he's treated his players over the over the years. I think Eddie Jones. Do you know where it's going to come out? If England don't do well at the World Cup, oh yes. then it will come out. Yeah, because we all know if they don't do well at the World Cup, Eddie's gone. Yes, and even if they do do well, he's Eddie's gone. gone. Yeah. So, but I think in maybe ten years' time, people will look back on the Eddie Jones reign and a lot of other coaches and say those things were not acceptable. But they are still acceptable, well, or they're years, borderline in acceptable. In 10 years, rugby won't be acceptable, because it, it'll be men touching men. It just won't happen. There'll be tackling, people get injured, it just won't happen. Okay. Rugby I, know, I, know, I didn't know where you were going with oh, that. Right. Right. <laughs> were, you, were you a little bit, oh, did your ears perk up? Men touching men, are you? What's that? <laughs> I was thinking, what, how's he, where's he going with this one? Like, like but I like where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a very sad note, South African schoolboy player dies after a head injury. Yeah, I, I saw uh, that. Really, really sad story. Um, I don't really want to go into too much detail, but what I would say is, I think we do need to be a bit careful that you've got to treat it seriously now. That you know, rugby is a is a contact sport. People will unfortunately die while playing but we don't you know this is kind of it's a little bit like when an airplane goes down we all know about it because it happens quite rarely yes and you know I've been around when people have broken their necks and you know it sends shivers down your spine you can't say that when he's broken his neck oh that was a real real, shivers down his Uh, you know what I mean though and I just think we just need to be careful I did look up more people die per year playing golf than they do playing rugby yeah I'm not surprised yeah I mean I'm surprised it's golf 
Oh, no, I just picked that out. I picked that out as yeah. one sport. Yeah. I would imagine hockey. You know, those balls flying at people's heads. Yeah, I heads. haven't heard of anyone dying during hockey. No, there you go. Well, that's a good point made there. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for backing me up there. <laughs> but yeah, we just need to, need to be careful because, you know, the, we all know the world we live in at the moment, that everyone's always looking for uh, opportunities. And it's a tragic, tragic death. But, but that's what it is. It's tragic. It's not the norm. Mm. But yeah. we do need to look into concussions and we do need to be careful. And that's why we mentioned a few weeks ago about the the, the testing. The testing's so important to have something that at schoolboy level you can categorically say. Oh, it's, it's got to be something okay. with the saliva. Has to be. Yeah. Has yeah. to be that easy because you can't do the schoolboy stuff with what the international teams or national teams do. No. It's I mean, not feasible. The actual protocol that the international teams go through isn't actually as scientific as we all probably think. No. But it's, it's a, just done on memory, isn't it's it? It's a heck, heck of a lot more scientific than you have as a as a schoolboy rugby yes. coach. Where yep. literally, if you perceive there's been a knock to the head, they're out for three weeks. Yeah. And Unless they go to the doctor and yeah, I but, get but it overturned. But that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, if I... If I was going to be honest, there's been a number of times where kids have had knocks to the to their heads playing in my rugby games, and I've known they've been had a concussion. Uh, and I say to them, "Right, you're off the pitch. You're done for three weeks." And then you get an email through saying, "We went to the doctor, and the doctor said they're fine." Yeah. And I'm like, "Listen." Well, then it's on the uh, parents' shoulders. No, but I, I've I've not let them play. I've just turned around and said you, you're not playing. Yeah. Um, you know if they've if they've actually all right. is, it, is actually it the Damo got, show? It's all about <laughs> Damo, is it? Oh. <laughs> yep. Way if to they've go, actually bud. got a doctor's note, then it's pretty hard to overturn a medical professional. But you know that's where, where Damo what, can. But Damo, Damo, Damo doesn't overturn a medical professional. Mate. Over to you. Yes. Fans divided over ridiculous, beyond ridiculous red card for accidental off the ball collision. Oh, I didn't see this. What's happened here? So this happened in the uh, the Leicester versus Clermont game. Okay. And um, the incident happened off the ball when the advancing porter, so the Leicester player, appeared to be jogged, uh, appeared to jog into Lee, the Clermont player, who was wanting or waiting for the ball in the attacking play. So he's he's sort of I think what's happened is he's waiting for the ball to catch it and he's just sort of accidentally run into him because they're both looking at the ball yeah and he's been shown a red card. Wow, it is a bit crazy, isn't it? Every time you think that they're getting it right and they've got it about right, then something comes up, doesn't it? They get it wrong. They get it wrong. It was a Georgian referee. Oh. <laughs> There's your problem. <laughs> Big game. Big, Big game. game. Yeah, check his credentials. Big game. <laughs> That's terrible, really. He could be an amazing referee. He could be. Obviously not, because he's given him <laughs> Letter of the law. Oh. Letter of the law. Listen, this is a big story for me. Is it, though? It is. It's huge. Oh, on the weekend, the Hurricanes had the opportunity to take three points 
or go for the corner. Okay. Now, what looked what, like... When, when, when was this right in the game? Right at the end of the game. Right. So, three points to draw. Yep. Go into extra time. Yep. Or kick to the corner. And win it there and, and then. And win it there and then. Now, I'm actually kind of um, open to both of these options because I, Geordie is a good kicker, but it wasn't like... It wasn't right in front. Okay. It wasn't an absolute banker, but I'd probably say 80% of the time he's going to get it over. Okay. Okay. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it looked like the players didn't make the decision. Who made it the decision? It looked like the coaching staff instructed the players to go for the corner. Right. Now, why this is a real problem is because you've got Artie Sevilla on the pitch. Yeah. Who has been the All Blacks captain, who is looking to the sideline to find out what he should be doing. Now, was he looking at the sideline or did the sideline make him look? I don't know. But what I would say is the statistics, the Crusaders have um, only had one try scored against them over the last two seasons from a rolling malt. Really? Yes. Now, I would say if you're a management... You with the Hurricanes have, going to do a rolling mall, though? Well, 100%. That's right. what they were aiming Are to you do. Sure, though? Yes, I okay. am. Okay. Did they do it? They tried. Okay. And they got held up. All oh, right. There you go. Over was, the line? No. Oh. No. Just held up. Okay. okay. Well, we'll go on to that yep. a bit later. But Can I just stop you there, though? Oh, go on. Just to stop. I'm just getting into my flow. It's the Dano yeah. show, remember? Sure. Can we just have a look at those quads? Oh, from zooming, the, from zooming on those quads. Wow. Which quads are you talking about? Are you talking about the referees? No, the far left. Brendan Pickerels. Oh, yeah. Well, holy moly. They're good, aren't they? They have some quadzillas <laughs> there. <laughs> Jeepers, that's Karifi, isn't it? It is Karifi, yeah. Sheepo. Carry on, mate. Yep. Um, lost <laughs> You're my train looking of thought. at those a little bit too well. long. Um, they are good, though. He's really tempting, isn't he? He is, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a shot here. <laughs> my, my point is, you know, we are seeing certain teams in New Zealand. In fact, I can't really think of any apart from maybe the Highlanders who seem very robotic, seem like they're not making decisions on the fly, seem like they are overcoached. So when I see something in that moment with the all-black um, captain involved looking to the sideline to get support from the from the touchy uh, from the coaching staff, that worries me big time. Is 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 it potentially because the players don't necessarily know the rules? No, they would they would have known. There, there was nothing that they you know they either took the three or went into extra time or win it now. Now I can I can back up either of those. If Artie Severe had a seat, I'm going for the corner. I'd go fair play to you, mate. You're out there. You you yes. got that feeling. You you feel confident. Go for it. Or Right now we're going to go three. We're, we've got momentum. We'll take into extra time. Yeah. Golden point, type thing, you know. So all but, it is a drop kick or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's yeah. just it's just it's it just not good. Mm. And you know, look at this now, and I go, where is the magic? Where are the mercurial Carlos Spencers of the past? Not the him, players. Mate. The players that kind of can see a game. We don't win a have game. a reckless player. We don't have a Carlos Spencer. We don't have a Finn Russell. We no. don't have a Quade Cooper. 
No. You know, we don't These have... These are all good examples, aren't we they? We don't have those sorts of players that, in the game, create that massive spark. Or... Well, Richie Mwanga used to be, but he's, he's, he's fallen off a cliff. I'm sorry. Bowden Barrett used to be, but he's that, that part of their game has fallen off a cliff. This is a great segue for my one here. It's pissing me off. That's what it says. And this is Justin Marshall saying... New Zealand rugby is too predictable. It is, and it has been for so long. We don't have that player that is going to make other teams go, not a clue what he's going to do when he's got yeah, the ball. Yeah. Not a Scooby. I was actually going to bring this up later. I think we've been overcoached. I think we've been overcoached, and I think now players are one-trick ponies. They're rugby players. They're, yeah. not, they're not lawyers. They're not doctors. They're not, no. and they're not accountants. <laughs> or math teachers. Um, they don't. They they're know not helicopter all drivers. All they think about is rugby, and I bet you most of them they go to rugby training, and then they go and play on the Xbox. Yeah, there, there, there isn't the their downtime is is not using their brain. If no. that makes sense. So therefore, I mean, we could be like, completely wrong. We could be, but probably possibly are. But you know, I remember when uh, Conrad Smith. You know, he went to law school. That's right. That's you right. know, Richie McCaw, he's got his pilot license. Yeah. You know, Ben Smith, he's an accountant. <laughs> we don't, he's not actually an accountant, he but be. he's boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so generic looking, isn't he? <laughs> but that's the thing. I think it's almost become too professional. Oh, 100%, yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But let's not go on to it too much. But what I would say is you're 100% correct. The All Blacks have been predictable. The teams, if I was coaching against the All Blacks, in the past, I would have been like, I know exactly what they're going to do, but I don't know whether I can stop them mm. because they've got amazing players. Whereas now, you go, I know exactly what they're going to do and there's no one there that I'm really worried about. Maybe Aris is the only one that you go, oh, when he gets a ball, I'm not sure we can stop him. But that's our problem at the moment. And I'd probably arguably say that Australia are better than us yes. at creating space. Yes, and then exploiting it. And that's why it's going to be so interesting when the crossover happens in the Super Rugby Pacifica. Absolutely. So it's time to go over the results. Oh, I've just got one more thing. Go on. Let's go one more thing. Hey, that's three stories for you. It's awful, isn't You've it? You always say, well, just do the two. I know, We've but this one's... got to cut this podcast down. It goes for too long. He talks like that as well when he's not on the microphone. Can I just tell you that's that? That's not true. <laughs> 17 stitches across the top of his head and his brow. Offa, tonga fase. Did you see it? No. Nah. Oh, my God. He, it looks 17 dreadful. is a lot. 17 eh? stitches. I'll bring up a, a photo, but crikey, he got mullered. Absolutely mullered. It's awful to see it really is it worth pausing the podcast to see this picture it's worth pausing the podcast here we go no it's not even pause mate there it is oh <laughs> how did he do that i'm pretty sure what it was did it. he do head collision no 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 that can't be i've That's seen like i've seen the tackle <laughs> i've seen the tackle <laughs> that is amazing. i've seen the tackle somewhere here we go here we go oh this is ridiculous peter gus has got it Oh, oh, he stays down. Yeah, straight away, mate. Oh, my goodness me. 
How did he do that? This is okay for those people that can't see the podcast, <laughs> right now, which is everyone. He has two cuts, doesn't he? He has yeah. one along the brow, yeah, and then one, and on, then his one on his forehead. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen that before. That no. is vicious. Good, eh? Oh, wow. Yeah, impressive. Anyway, it's over to the results, sir. Can I just pick up a couple of results that I thought were were very very interesting? The twenty five nil to the Blues. Chiefs losing nil. I thought that the Hurricanes 21, Crusaders 24 was an interesting game. And that's really it, apart from the Rebels maybe winning by a point. I didn't pick that either. The only ones on the Heineken Cup were the the Montpellier 40, Harlequins 26. So one of the best teams in the UK playing against... You know, a mid-ranking team I don't even know where France. you're looking. The results? Oh, there. Yes. The results. Struth. And that's really the only big ones from the weekend. Well, Bordeaux got a thumping, didn't they? Stade de France, they got a thumping. Yeah, not a thumping, though, is it? Well, yeah. 31-13. Oh, that's La Rochelle, yeah. They're good, though. Clermont and Leicester. Really good game. Oh, nil all. That must have been. That must have been. COVID affected. No, because they played, didn't they? Because that was the re- that's where the red card came in. So it was nil all. I don't know. I've You've never put seen. The results up. I've never seen a game nil all. <laughs> for ages. I've that never seen a game. D- imagine yeah. it is. That would be dire. Right. We need to look this yeah, up. Look where that have you up. got this from? Oh, rugby pass, mate. I'll go over where the standings are. As it stands at the moment, the Brumbies are on top. Uh, Blues, Crusaders and Reds are after that. And in the Heineken Cup, Russing, Ulster, La Rochelle and Leinster. Oh no, it finished 29-10. All right. No idea why I didn't have it on. Uh, And then in the Pool B, we've got Leicester Tigers, Harlequins, Munster and Bristol still hanging around in there. Hanging around. Mate, what caught your eye from the weekend's worth of rugby? What caught my eye was um, the Blues. It was impressive to see the scoreline. It was impressive. Were they? I've put my I've put my question. What caught your eye? Sorry, there, bud. Um, were they? Were they good or were the Chiefs rubbish? Well, the Chiefs did have three disallowed tries. Yeah, but they disallowed me. No, but they. I I genuinely believe. All of them could have been tries. Well, so, well they could have been, but they were disallowed. No, no, no. Wait for this. Okay, because I, I, I can imagine if you're a Chiefs fan, you're spitting tax on this, right? The Razzler or the Dazzler? Uh, Willow as well, Chiefs fan. Well, she's not listening anymore, The first one, which is the winger, um, can't remember his name. Good player, good feet. He goes through and scores, right? They take it back because Sam Kane has been tackled without the ball. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, yeah, exactly. So they've said that they've run a blocking line. Right. Which I disagree with because... Um, the the wingers come in. He's got the ball first, and they've tackled. Okay, Sam Kane. Yeah, now, did Sam Kane then go maybe just a little bit? But I think if it was around the back of Sam Kane, then I've got no problem with that. But actually, because he got the ball before Sam Kane, actually those players. I mean, I could just go and tackle someone randomly in the yeah. back line, and then you know call it back. So that's the first one. Okay. The second one is uh, Tonga Fasse, right, um, made a covering tackle using one arm yeah. and 100% shoulder charging. Class. <laughs> right there. All right. That's karma then. Right. It's and the ball, the ball was dislodged. Right. So it should have been a penalty try. That would have been seven points. Okay. So you take away those two all of a sudden and it was under the – that would have been 14 points guaranteed. I actually have to say I can't remember the third one off the top of my head, but that might not have been so cut and dry. But fourteen points changes the game. Okay, so the final score was twenty-five nil. Yeah, yeah. So that's irrelevant. No, what you're saying because it's fourteen guaranteed. Yeah, but what points. you're saying is irrelevant. Guaranteed points. What you're saying is irrelevant. Though, and then there's it? the other one, which would be twenty-one, and then all of a sudden, you know. 21-25. My point is, on another day, those tries would have been allowed. I don't think you're doing the Blues justice. I think I am. Just because you're worried about this coming week. I am actually a little bit worried <laughs> by this coming week. You are right. It's a tough pick as well, isn't it? It's such a tough pick. Crusaders Blues. Yeah. No, it's not a tough pick for me. Well, it's a tough pick for you. No. And the reason why it's a tough pick for you is because you don't like the Crusaders, but you still think they might win. Correct. I like the Crusaders, and I think they're going to win. I've got my head screwed on. Well, That's why I'm so low. <laughs> I've got my head screwed on, just not my hair. <laughs> oh, wow, that was poor. Um, Real poor. So, a question for you, though, about okay. that game. Richie Moenga, Bowden Barrett, where do, you, where do you sit? Where do you stand at the moment? But Bowden looked pretty good, actually. I didn't watch all of it, to be honest. <clears throat> um, but he, he looked he looked pretty good. Rico Yuani looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, going to go. We've got a good question, listener's question coming what, what up. Would you, who would you go? Bodie I have to or say, the problem is with Bodie, he doesn't kick. If Bowden Barrett was kicking and kicking well, I, I 100% go Bowden Barrett. I think Richie Mwanga... Is Mwanga kicking well? I think Mwanga... Um, the problem with Richie is I don't think he's ever truly done up for the All Blacks. No. Um, and so, therefore, I'd rather have him on the bench, bring him off the bench, and add... Creates that spark. It may be. Yeah. I think he's better suited. Whereas Bowden is a, is a more consistent 10 in a lot of respects. Yeah, but the thing is, is I reckon we should be using Bowden Barrett like we did when he first made the All Blacks. As a utility back, he can play anywhere. Maybe, and he slotted in and he played well. Yeah, okay. But my my point is, What's all of point, this Damien? comes down to kicking, isn't it? Yes. If you take kicking out of the equation, and that's why Geordie needs to start at fifteen. I know, that is the massive issue we've got. Geordie's got to be on the pitch because he's the kicker. 
Crusaders, poor second halves. Not the team they once were. I I agree with you, but they're still... They're not playing very well, but then they're still winning. You know, they're not they're not playing as impressively as they once did. They're not winning as impressively as they once did, but they're still winning. So if you were to summarise a typical Crusaders performance three years ago... Fling it, ying it, scoring lo- wingers scoring loads of tries. Yeah. Um, scoring good tries off five-metre scrum, dominant scrum... No, sorry, five meter line out. Yeah. Dominant scrum. Yeah. Just free flowing. Would you also say they score before half time? Yes. They score after half time. Yes. And they score just before the full time. Yes. And and those those things, you're absolutely right. So line out. They had a rock solid line out. Yeah. The line the line out shaky. Sam Whitelock. Yeah. Rock solid scrum. I think they yeah. still have a rock solid scrum. Yeah. But they have not been converting their opportunities before halftime, after halftime, at the end of the game. And they're holding on. Crusader teams don't hold on. They blow teams away. Yes. They bring on people like Will Jordan, who they've got coming off the taxi ranks, young guys, and people don't know how to deal with them. Correct. And the thing is, is you know, the first half might be close, but then the second half, yeah. it's just by boom, boom, see boom, you boom. later. And they go. Yes. And you're right, or wingers the, scoring. The first 35 minutes is really close. Yeah. Try before halftime, try after halftime, and the See gap is now 14, 15 points. And yeah. it's like, oh, we were only three points behind at 35 yeah, yeah, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Is this a problem? Because this is what's happened to the All Blacks as well. All Blacks it's are always It's almost a New Zealand culture. It is, isn't it? All Blacks used to be rock solid line out, good drive, good scrum, and wingers score loads of tries. Yeah. Score before half time, score after half time, blow people away in the last five. Yes. Not happening now. No. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you hit it here first, everyone. <laughs> yeah, a worry. A real mm. worry. Um Okay. Another question for you that made me think this weekend. Who plays the better rugby? The Oz teams or the New Zealand teams? Who what would you rather watch? I mean, I'd still rather watch the New Zealand teams. But is that just because you're a Kiwi? Correct. If you weren't a Kiwi and you were watching, if you were English and you wanted to watch a bit of Super. If I was English, I'd be having a cup of tea and I'd be picking my thong out of my bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Alrighty then. (laughs) I did that anyway. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Probably. You've been been here too long. (laughs) Probably the Australian rugby. Yeah. It's more attractive. Mm-hmm. I agree. They they take they seem they to play expensive rugby. They seem to play a bit more expensive, don't they? Um, a couple of other things, mate, is the force. The force did everything they could oh. to help out the rebels. They, they were lost. They Christmas, lost that game. Not Christmas spirit. They lost that game. Not the rebels winning the game. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think the first eighteen minutes they gave away some like ten penalties that were just mindless. They should have won, mate. They should have won. The Rebels are still absolute dog. Oh, 100%. Did the force go into that game and going, right, this is an easy three points for us? No, I don't think the force can ever do that. But I do think that they just weren't quite. I think they were at home and they thought that was going to help them. Crowds have been really poor. Crowds have been really 
Port. Is that because of COVID though? I don't know, but you know the Force normally have good crowds. They do. Very parochial, kind of like the tough place to go and win when you're rugby. Yeah. Uh, anything else caught your eye? I've only got one more, mate. No, you go, Mush. Are there any bolters? I can't... Okay, so in Australia, in New Zealand, have you seen anyone that you are like, they've got to play for their national team? Well, Why I sort of asked that question last team? week, didn't I? You did. And we couldn't really come up with anyone. Peter like Gus, Roger Tervaska, Sheik. Yeah. But they're not bolters, are they? No. They've been around for a while. Where is the young talent coming through that you think, wow... Yeah. The future's looking bright. The future's looking and bright. And I tell you who is doing that at the moment. France. Oh, yeah. Are going, the oh, future's oh, yes, looking. thank you. And England always have people that you... They've just got numbers, though, don't they've they? They've got numbers. They've got that pool of players. Yeah. You know, you look at though that French team, and they're all sons or cousins of former greats as well. It seems like the New Zealand All Blacks of old just haven't been producing uh, a good stock. To replace. No, there's been no good offspring. Yeah. I mean, you know. Let me get back there and I'll produce some. <laughs> is that, is that Give the brain? me a wahine. Is, is that the brain drain? Is that the brain drain? All the Kiwis going overseas? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, jeez, yeah. My, my, my kids, they're doing good in sport. But they're not all blacks. <laughs> all black ferns. So Peter Gus, I'd say he's going to be a if you can call him a bolter, and Roger. Yeah. you probably say they're two exciting players, but... But Ruben two of us Love are Sheik is, is, is exciting. He's an player. He's exciting because we haven't seen him. Yeah. We've seen him for, what, two games and he got injured. Yeah, nice one, bud. I mean, Ruben Love, he's kind of interesting, but not. he's not like... He wouldn't say, oh, he's an all-black of the future. Do, do you know he's that? not a Rico... He's not no. a Caleb Clark when he first started. Yeah. It's not like, oh my gosh, how good are these guys? Yeah. Yeah, very, very interesting. Mate, over to listeners' questions. Yes. Do you want to read out the listeners' questions? Boys, love the show and listen to it each and every week. I would love to get your thoughts on if you had to pick your All Blacks for the first test this year. When is that? Don't know. No. There's 18 tests before the World Cup. 18. 18. Who would you pick and why? And that's from James A. from Cambridge. So I'm going to just... Or is that James A. Cambridge? No, I think it's James from A. Cambridge. from Cambridge. Okay. I'm going to pick the New Zealand... I'm sorry, I'm going to list the New Zealand team that started against Ireland last year. Okay. So Joe Moody, Cody Taylor, Nipalalala... Brody Vitalik, Sam Whitelock, Ethan Blackadder, Dalton Popoli'i, Artie Sevilla, Perinara, Barrett, Reese, Antolin Brown, Rico, Will Jordan, and Geordie Barrett. I'm going to read you through my team. Okay. Sir. Now I'm picking this with the with the thought process of I want to win the World Cup. Okay. And this is the team that I'd like to see given an opportunity to play. Okay. Now, there's some oddities here. Okay. Because of the what we've just spoken about. There's no bolters. No. How do you mix it up? How do you make people guess, second guess? Right? Okay. Joe Moody. At, That's fine. Okay. Cody Taylor? Why Cody Taylor? Because I just don't see anyone else at the moment fighting for that spot. 
Safa Amoa, maybe. But Safa Amoa is good to come off the bench, I Correct. Think. And we need Yeah, but them. what about what about um Colsey? Yeah. And play, mate. Hey, okay. And play. So Nipper, is he is he one of the all blacks that are being rested? Or is he injured I again? Think, well, who knows? Yeah. Okay. Nepo Lalala. Yeah. Brody Vitalik. Sam Whitelock. Artie Severe at six. Okay. Sam Kane at seven. Okay. Only because you have to. Yes. Peter Gus at eight. Peter Gus at eight. He's been amazing. I like it. I'm not saying anything <coughs> here. Smith. Yeah. At nine. I'm going to go Barrett, but I'm going to make him kick. I'm going to I'm going to go to the bank manager and say, listen, we need to find him a kicking coach. <laughs> wow, I've just looked at who you've put at 30. <laughs> oh, yes, you're going to get interesting, right? Okay. You're going to make him kick. He's got to kick. Okay. He has to kick. We'll do everything to support him. We've got to get the best coaches in the world, whatever we have to do. He's got to kick. He's a skillful guy. He is. Why can't he kick? Correct. Right. I'll come back to my wingers, Roger Two of us, Kashyyyk, at 12. Okay. Caleb Clark at 13. Okay. I'm going to... You're going to elaborate yeah. soon, okay. 14, Yep. I'd probably say, um, is going to be Lester Fainuku, and I'm going to put Rico on the other wing. Okay. And at fullback, I'm going Will Jordan. Right. Now, why have I done this? Caleb Clark is a big chocker. Huge size. Yes. Strong ball carrier. Do you know who he reminds me of? Manonu. Tuolangi. Tuolangi, okay. Fast, but Caleb Clark's defending is a bit dross. Nah, nah, okay. So my, the reason why, he used to play 13. Okay. All the way through school, he's been a 13. Right. When he went to Auckland, they played him on the wing because he's young. Yep. Okay. Rico played 13 at school. Came to Auckland, played him on the wing. Now he wants to play at 13. Yep. I do think there is a future for Caleb Clark to move to 12 and Rico to move to 13. But as it currently stands, I want a big ball carrier. I I need a big ball carrier. Caleb Clark is the only person, apart from Lester Fainuku. So why don't you play Lester Fainuku? Because I think Caleb Clark is the future of that midfield. Okay. Whereas I don't think Lester Fainuku is. He's a he's plugging a hole. He's plugging a hole. He is a winger. Whereas Caleb Clark is a thirteen. So why not why not play them where they should be playing? Now everyone's going to disagree with me. I get that. I'm not disagreeing with you. I quite what, like it. Yeah. What do you think of my team? I quite like your team. I want to know. I want to know why you're playing Artie at six. I get that Gus is really good. Okay, but Ardi Sevilla off the back of a scrum. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but man. you need at the moment. Gus is your informed player of the year at yes. the moment, and you've got to reward players like that. Correct. If you don't reward players, they're going like to bugger that, off. They'll bugger off. Yep. Yeah, they'll go overseas. You'll be like, well, why on earth would I stick around and try and play? Correct. You know, you got to reward them. Yep, I totally agree, <clears throat> and that keeps everyone else honest as yep. well. Um, at ten. Yeah. Why not Richie? I just think Richie's lost a little bit. I, and I hate to say this, but Richie's had some kids. You know, he's had some kids and... Um, priorities changed. Priorities has changed. And he's, he's. I'm not sure whether he's loving rugby anymore. 
you know, I think there's a big difference. I definitely went through it myself. I was playing rugby, I had kids, and I have to say that priority dropped down the list, and we're talking about high-level sport, and if your priorities are not on the pitch, yeah, then you're going to be 5% off. Now, I'm not saying Richie Moanga won't find that magic again. He might be a better player from it, give a couple of years. But just think, at the moment, Bodie's just playing better. Uh, and no you've only got 18 test matches before the World Cup. No Scott Gregory. Why not? Oh, wow. Is he on the bench, is he? Yeah, he needed a haircut, so <laughs> apparently he wasn't available for um, selection. Your bench. Forget yeah, about the forwards. Uh, do you know what? I haven't actually... Okay. I, I don't even want to go there because okay. it's just such a minefield. I definitely no have Richie depth. on the bench. Yep. I definitely have... Who would you have at nine? TJ. Would you... Oh, who would sure. you have at nine then? Finlay I know, Christie. Listen, I know. Brad Webber? I, I'm either going to go... TJ's I, actually playing pretty well at the moment. No, no, no. It's all about a pass. Honestly, the, the big, big changes with the way that, that uh, defences have worked, yep. that pass has to be absolutely bullet. It does. And I think there's only really three players in New Zealand rugby at the moment who three. have that bullet pass. That's a lot. Yeah. Bryn Hall has a bullet pass. Okay. Um, Smith yep. and your, your man. Brad Webber. Brad Webber. Those are the three guys who have that pass. And I think, I've said it for years, Bryn Hall is, is for me, the most Aaron Smith-like. Yes, I agree. I now, agree. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You take off one, but, you know, whenever Aaron Smith comes on the pitch, it's like, whoa, 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 Yeah, whoa. but I, f- I think Bryn Hall is a better ball carrier than Aaron, Aaron Smith. Smith. Yeah. Mate, a bit more size. If, if only people listen to us. <laughs> Is there any other changes you'd make there? What no. do you think? I mean, would you go Caleb Clark at 13? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I do like that. You, what, what I'm doing is I'm thinking if we're playing England. I think Rico needs to be on the pitch. You've got to have Rico. But if you're playing England, you want Eddie Jones scratching his head going, ooh. ooh Why have they done that? I've got a bit of a problem here. How do I stop that? How do I stop that? And we just use Caleb Clark as a crash ball. And yeah, every now and then, he's got the skill yeah, yeah. to put someone else into space, yeah. which a good 13 will do. Yeah. And that's why I wasn't good, because I was just selfish. Scored all the time. No, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, mate. mate, my question to you. Yeah, go on. And I think I know the answer to this. Yeah. Who's your favourite player in New Zealand right now? Alex Nankable. Oh, you're joking, <laughs> are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Okay. I think he's great, though. Yes. I think he's been really good. Good trim. I don't know. I haven't seen his trim. Is that a trim? It's a mullet. Mullet. Good, yeah. Good. No, I hate mullets. Um, Peter Gass, I think, is yep. the best player at the I moment. I thought you'd say that. Ever since he hurdled Smith, I've mm. just fallen in love with him. Just a little bit off topic, but going on with mullets. Do you know who has the best mullet in the world right now? George Jackson. <laughs> George Jackson. Cameron Smith, the golfer. Oh, really? Oh. This is disgusting. It is absolutely minging. <laughs> it's a did proper he, mud flat. Did he play in the, in the Masters? Yes, he did, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, Peter Gus at the moment. Yeah. Yep. I like Hardy, though. Hardy Severe, real good. Love that. And actually, I like the bus. I think yeah. he's doing well as yeah, well. he is doing he's well. He's an outside bet for the All Blacks. He is. I don't think he will, though. No. They have to have some serious injuries. Yes. Which could happen. Okay, mate. This is a big, big question. If you had a crystal ball and you could look into the future, what do you think will happen to New Zealand and Australian rugby 
in five years' time. So I'm, I've chosen five years because that's the next World Cup after this World Cup. Um, I think, again, we'll just be ticking along. We might not be favourites, but I think we'll be up there. So by this time... By I this time next year. So in five years... So, okay, just let me put this into a little bit of context. So at 2025, the Springboks are probably going to leave the Rugby Championship. Yeah. So they're not part of Super. Sanzar will be dissolved. No longer. You're okay. You've got investment company called CVS that seems like it's taken over Europe. CVS are looking like they might go into Australia... Guess what the great New Zealand group have done? We'll go with some for someone else. We're going for the American Silver Lake. Yeah. CVE, CVS are still American, I think. Right. But if we had have all gone together, then they would have made sure that, you know, world rugby worked together because that's in their, their kind of thing. But we've New Zealand got, likes to be different, though. We do. So what do you reckon, mate? Five years' time, you think we're just going to tick along? Yeah. I, I think we'll, we'll never be dross. We'll always be up there. We'll always be in the top three, four, five in the world. I don't think we've ever dropped below three. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. In the world standings. I hate to say this to you. Here we go. Oh, my crystal ball says we'll be a tier two nation without... Go on. I don't think that. I'm looking at Williams' Williams Formula One team. Right. I'm into Drive to Survive, right? Great show. Okay. They used to be like the best. Yep. And they stuck to their roots and they were a family and they didn't, they didn't go with the times. And now they're the worst team in the competition. Okay. My fear is that if New Zealand don't adapt, don't change, don't move with times, don't try different things, then they are going to be left behind. Now, you're right. We're never going to be the worst team in the world. But I think if you look at that tier one nations and you say that it's the six nations with the rugby championship at the moment... We could be worse than France, England. Well, we are worse than France. France, England, Australia, South Africa. You know, we could be at the bottom of that pile. No. If we don't change. Now, I I think we might be forced to change. Our hand will be forced. Our hand will be forced. And I don't think world rugby would let New Zealand slide, if that makes sense. Okay. So you know how... Um, at the moment, world rugby has sort of let Argentina slide, haven't they? Yeah, that won't happen with New Zealand. They've We're let too Japan big. Slide, haven't Correct. they? They've let the smaller nations yeah. go. And I don't think, you know, New We're Zealand is, a, is a, we are. We're too, and that might sound a bit and arrogant. It, yeah, it might sound a bit arrogant or selfish, but it's, I think it's true. Wow, deep, eh? Deep, deep, eh? That's that's deep for us, isn't it? Ugh. Right, mate. 
Yeah, finish off the show show. Finish off the show. Now, I've got a couple of things uh, on, on the plate here. Let me just check. Yeah, the crack's working. Okay, what about... Let me just see. Yep, yeah, you'll be on. working. Put your just finger on sure, that yep, one. Correct's working. Right, okay. so I've got... What I'm going to do... I've got two little segments here for you, Dave. you got a hybrid. I've got hybrid. I'm going to go higher or lower with you. Yeah. Couple higher or lower, and then I've got a couple of guess who's. Ooh. Okay? Now, the guess who's are New Zealand... They'll, they'll go down in sort of New Zealand folklore. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't love it. No. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> My first now, my first one's a bit hard, higher or lower. Okay, but it, it, I thought it was quite interesting when I came upon it. So uh, it's quite close. First one, okay. So uh, Daniel Carter scored or has scored fifteen hundred and ninety-eight points mm-hmm. internationally. Johnny Wilkinson has twelve hundred and forty-six. Yeah, but who, out of those two, has kicked the most penalties? Kicked the most penalties. Yes. Now this is really tough because Johnny Wilkinson was out of Test match rugby for quite a while, whereas Dan Carter hasn't been. Although we went to the corner a lot more than the English, I'd say. Do you want me to tell you how many caps they've had? Yes. Okay, Johnny Wilkinson, ninety-seven. Yeah. Dan Carter, 112. Mm. So they're actually reasonably close. I think um, I think if we went per game, I think Johnny Wilkinson, 100%. But I, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go Johnny Wilkinson and... Most penalties. Oh, you, you always do this where you <laughs> go, oh, I was really interested. I think, yeah, Dan Carter's <laughs> going to be it because obviously you wouldn't have chosen this question if it hadn't been. So Dan Carter, most penalties. Correct. So he, he kicked um, 181. Yeah. And Johnny Wilkinson, 255. What? Does that mean Johnny Wilkinson's kicked more penalties? No. 281. 255. Oh, you didn't say that, I think. Oh, did I I say 181? Sorry, I meant 200. Yeah, okay. Uh, Like I said, Daniel Carter has 112 caps. Yeah. How many does Ronan O'Gara have? Wow. Ronan O'Gara. So Ronan O'Gara, 1,083 points. How many caps does Ronan O'Gara have? Yes. So... Higher or lower is the question. Higher or lower, yeah. Higher than Daniel Carter, so that's 112. Yeah, or lower. Check on Google. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, I'm gonna. I can't remember. I mean, obviously he's got to 100. I'm gonna say lower. I think he's lower. I can't remember him getting to 100. 130. I'm wrong. (laughs) I was so 130. Honestly, I was so surprised. Surprised. So surprised. 130 caps, Ronan O'Gara. It's a lot, eh? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the first three average points per game are Kiwis. I would say if the average points per game would be obviously Dan Carter. Yep. Andrew Mertens? He's the third. Who's the second? Wow. Is it a blast from the past? Or is yes. It, yeah. It's got to be a kicker again. Yes. Grant Fox. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Hang on. 
<laughs> that was for extra points. That was non existent. Yeah, that, that was the three extra points. No. You're beauty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Guess who? Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you want me to start with? Height and weight? Yeah, go on. 187, so six foot two. Yeah. And 93 kilograms. Six foot two, 93, okay. I'm thinking back, big back. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking like. Do you want me to tell you his age? Yeah. 44. Bloody. So that's the sort of, you know, mid mid to late 1990s. Yeah. That's the sort of era that you're looking at for these two players. Oh, okay. So then these are folklore heroes. Sort of super rugby. Okay. I'm struggling actually. Okay. Go on. Okay. Do you want provincial or super rugby first? Super rugby. Okay. Chiefs, three appearances. Blues, six. Crusaders, 126. Reds, one. That's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Crusaders. And he's a back. He's a back. Do you want me to tell you what position? Uh, oh. Is he a winger? Yes. 44. 44. Yep. He's a winger. Who did I go and watch all the time? Do you want me to... He played for New Zealand 14 times. Is he... Oh, he's... Um, he's uh, not... Um, it's uh, Rico Gear. Um, what's his brother called? Jose. Jose Gear. No, Rico no, Gear no, no, no. was no, Rico. older than Jose. Yeah. Wrong Rico. time. Wrong time. Yeah. I'm actually struggling here. So he's a winger. Play for the Crusaders, but play for the Chiefs. Played for the... Well, just think about the think about reds. the caps. Think about the appearances. I know the reds, but Chiefs really three appearances. Blues six. Crusaders yeah. one hundred and twenty six. He only played for reds once. I know, but he played for the reds, and he's forty four, so he's yeah. two years older than me. Yeah, I grew up with this person pretty much. Yeah, who the hell is he? <laughs> <laughs> Not um. Oh, oh, is this a uh, what's his name? He's like. Did he play for the All Blacks? He played 14, 14 times. times. 45 points for the All Blacks. 45 points. What's that wingers called? Um, he played for Sevens. Damn he, it. He 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 uh, represented New Zealand. Sevens. Sevens at the yeah. Commonwealth Games that won gold. Yeah, I know who it is. Okay. Um, so you don't. I do. I can't remember his name. Can't remember his name. Okay, well I'm going to say his name and we'll move on. Forty-four. Forty-four. Yes, mate. Oh, I wouldn't have said he was that old. Go on, Caleb Ralph. Yeah, Caleb Ralph. <laughs> Caleb Ralph. Yeah. Okay, Reeds. I didn't know he played for Reeds. No, neither. Well, he only played once, didn't he? Hang on. Right. I'm wrong. Next one. Caleb Ralph. This I'm actually, man. can I just apologise to all my listeners out there who thought I had any rugby intelligence? <laughs> uh, I'm not good with names. This, <laughs> as we know. Oh. Why suck in a hole Okay, this man is 43. Okay. Yeah. He's six foot one. Yeah. 93 kilograms. <laughs> Please lose that. Caleb Ralph on your life. <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you want me to go through with you? Yeah, go on. Okay. Auckland, yeah. 55 appearances. Yeah. Highlanders, two. Hurricanes, five. Yeah. Blues, 97. Bloody hell. Munster, 
112. This is going to be like Dougie Howler, something like that. So go through those teams again. Auckland, yeah, 55. You played more for Auckland, I think. Highlanders, 2. Hurricanes, 5. Blues, 97. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Munster, 112. Dougie Howler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really good from you. Oh. Really good from you. I feel like under a lot of pressure here. That was really you know, quite yeah. good. And I was going to say, All Blacks, 63, and he scored 245 points. Dougie Howler. Those long locks. It was the Munster bit. I didn't I know he, he played, played for, for Munster. Munster. I knew he played for a long time. I knew he was exceptional for Munster over the years. Sir, it is always a pleasure. We've come to the end of the show. We have. What can people do? We should do this at the start, but we can't be bothered to bore everyone. What can people do to help us out? They can like, they can subscribe, they can share, they can five-star review. They can do anything to help us out, really. They can. You know when you go into town and there's those people who uh, preach about the baby Jesus yes. on the old box? I, d- I do know. Yeah. yeah. We, we would like you to do that for us. Yeah, please. Right. Please just get on, go into town and get on your box and say... The Super Rugby Podcast. Hosted by Damien Warren and Toby Harris. You could do covers. You could start doing the show in your own voice. You could. And, you know, bounce back and forth. No, maybe don't do that. No, that would be village. <laughs> Mate, as always, yes. it's been a pleasure. Till next time. See you later. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.